0: The following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gualtney, Gualtney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gualtney from Gualtney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning, everyone. It's Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM, with Robin Gualtney, Gualtney Group, Remax Results. Good morning, Robin.
2: Good morning, Andy.
1: I am hoping you are going to tell me you had a better week.
2: Can't you hear it in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> it was a much better week. It was actually a wonderful week. We had a lot of closings, and guess what? They all decided to actually show up they and close.
1: Up. <laughs> Which It yeah. was amazing. Seems logical, yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, very good. Goodness. So,
1: <sighs> I thought we were supposed to be seeing slightly higher and edging higher interest rates, but I saw... A headline go past, I think yesterday or Thursday, that said uh, the thirty-year mortgages were down around two point eight percent, under three. Yeah,
2: yeah. So isn't that great? Uh, yeah. uh, so people who are worried, I mean, they are going to go up. It's it's no, I mean, for sure they're going to go up, but it's just taking a little longer, and it could be because of this new variant. You know well, sure. that we don't really know exactly what's going to happen with the economy. I don't. I mean, I I'm just guessing. But yeah, I also uh, read an article. I think I have it here. I do. It was um, actually published yesterday, and it was from Realtor Magazine. And the title of the article is 15-year fixed rate mortgage reaches a record low. And I'm pretty sure I said that last week. And I think last week it was 2.2 was the record low. So I thought, wait, is this the same article? And then I... (laughs) I looked at it and said, no, um, the actual average of the 15-year fixed mortgage uh, this week was 2.1. All-time low. All-time low reported by Freddie Mac.
1: And it's funny. it's As many times as you have reported a record low on interest rates, I think we've reported a record high on the major stock indices.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So true. So true. And Um,
1: it it makes me want to find something to borrow money. For. Yeah right.
2: Well, I can sell you a house. You know that, right?
1: Uh, yes, I do.
2: <laughs> so if you're ready to if you're ready to upgrade, just let me know. Yeah,
1: I, I, and I can't imagine that people who had that thought in their head that they wanted to upgrade are not doing it now. I mean, goodness gracious.
2: Right. So you mentioned that you thought you know the interest rates were on the rise, and I think we t- we spent plenty of weeks talking about that. Yeah, and the Fed I I hon- signaled it, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it's still out there. It's just gotten pushed back a little bit. And I'm guessing, you know, this whole new variant that's on the scene, whatever, is probably scaring them just a little bit. So they're thinking, all right, let's keep this economy moving at this great uh, flow that it's going, and let's just keep, keep things low. So in addition to the 15-year being at an all-time low, actually the 30-year, you're absolutely right, average 2.0. Uh, which is actually up a little bit from last week because last week was two point seven eight. Okay. So, but it's still pretty darn good. And last year at this time it was two point nine nine. So yeah, these which are is these still are like great. Insanely low. Super cheap. Yeah. So um, one year ago, a fifteen-year rate was two point five one. And now down 2.10. So, yeah, these are good numbers. The rates are still great. And because of that, um, the high end houses, we are really seeing the high end houses. Fly off the market. I I know. I told you last week that one that I had listed out Northwest for 1.4 million sold that gorgeous in brick house. Yeah, yeah, and it sold in a nanosecond. I mean, we had literally had four showings, and of the four showings, three of the people were interested in the house and brought forth offers. So yeah, it was it was a um, hot seller and you think wow a million four but if you think about it you know typically the stock market has been really good right and so the old saying the rich just get richer
1: well yeah or those who were not rich became rich
2: well the rising stock market you know typically does help grow people's net wealth so if they had money to be invested in the market i guess then they had the opportunities to grow more wealth which is fantastic i mean it it's what makes us america right
1: so um i meant to ask you this when you say high-end homes obviously 1.4 million is (laughs) high-end where is the line now where you consider it high-end
2: i i would say in the rochester market I am calling anything 750 above high okay. end okay and it just basically goes on what is your markets' average sale price and I think the last I checked and reported the average sale price in our market was two hundred and forty one thousand so add another half million to that that definitely puts it in the high end okay
1: okay yeah I mean in all it's The world shifts all the time, and that number always moves with it. And I imagine with the way the market has been, uh, it's been so hot that that number has kind of moved up relatively quickly as home values have also gone up.
2: Yeah, and as you know, we have more and more and more homes over a million in our market. But let's just look at a broader spectrum and look at uh, the number of home sales in the U.S. over a million. That number surged Are you ready for this? 244.4% one year over since last June to this June, according to the National Association of Realtors.
1: So in other words, the folks who benefit is probably not the right word, but we're not economically harmed by the pandemic. Are doing quite well, obviously.
2: Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, the ones that didn't get hit hard, um, pretty much came out on top for sure.
1: Wow, it's mm-hmm. a it's changed the landscape for the, the well plus the low interest rates because it made so, all of a sudden these more expensive homes somewhat affordable for folks because your mortgage isn't carrying this higher well higher but average interest rate
2: right and I, mean, I just want
1: one percent. Oh my goodness.
2: And I want to put this in perspective, because I always talk about how fast the sales in the 250, well, I used to say 250 to 350, but according to this data, the number of sales from 250 to 500 price range saw a 47.9% increase, while the homes over a million saw a 244.4% increase. I had a conversation. That's crazy.
1: I had a conversation this week kind of about this topic and the movement of real estate. And and this person was, I I think they were expressing dismay over the higher end homes and people moving up into these big, big houses. And I said, well, yeah, but don't you get it? What happens here is that all of a sudden freed up a home in that mid-range market.
2: Right. And then
1: also likely freed up a home in the average market.
2: Exactly. Which
1: could have also freed up a home in the affordable market.
2: You got it. You got it. And that's exactly what continues to keep that whole cycle going, right? So in other words, it's a good thing. And if, it's always a good thing if someone finds success and is able to move into their dream home. Yeah. My gosh, let's <laughs> cheer each other on, people. This is good. There's no sense to be envious of thy neighbor, right?
1: Oh, no. And, and the people who build that home, right, and build the appliances for the home and pour the cement for the driveway in that home, supply uh,
2: the lumber, yeah. the shingles, the everything. Yes. Yeah, you're, it's, it, yeah. it's a it big keeps economic engine,
1: is what it is.
2: Yeah, and how many times have we talked about that, that throughout the pandemic, one thing that has been steady and keeping the economy in a positive way has been real estate and housing. So, I mean, yep. it's been it's been very good, very important.
1: And yeah, if you look at the – we used to go with the big V curve. Right. When this all started out and you were predicting that that's exactly what we would see, that steep drop-off when everything shut down. And yep. then once everything started reopening, it would boom. Yeah, that's exactly what we and, saw. And so much of that was fueled by this real estate market.
2: It absolutely was. And if if you look at just the real estate market, that V looks more like a check mark. Okay, so it's like it was here. It went down, and then boom, 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 boom. I mean, remember, prices are up fifteen point five percent over this time last year, right yep. here in our Rochester market.
1: And if you locked in with this, I, I keep calling it crazy interest rates. And you're locked crazy in. At that good, crazy good, crazy good. For fifteen to thirty years. Boy oh boy, what a what a bargain. Yeah.
2: Exactly. It's exactly right. All and you right. know I Oh, you gotta go to break. We do. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> We're talking with Robin Gualtny, Gualtney Group Remax Results, and we'll be back in just a moment on News Talk thirteen forty, Carol AM and 96.9 FM.
0: We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gualtney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning and welcome back. So, Robin, um, obviously, it's been a seller's market for quite some time. Um, Are we still seeing that balance on the seller side? Or is that kind of shifting a little bit or moderating at all?
2: Um, Okay. So when people say to me... It's a really good time to be a seller but not such a great time to be a buyer. I first start with it's still a good time to be a buyer. It's a little tougher, a little trickier. You have to be a little more patient, but when you do find the house you want, you're still going to get locked in at that great rate that we've right. been talking about. So, it's still a good time to be a buyer. It's just that yes, the sellers definitely have the upper hand. You know, they've got that they've got that hot commodity. A home that there are people out there willing to fight for because there's more, more buyers pre-approved and ready to go right. than there are home, homes available,
1: and that's with that interest rate that has yeah. allowed so many people to get into this.
2: And I do think that now that we're seeing lumber prices are starting to come down, building is picking up, I do think that it's going to start to balance out. As As we talked about earlier in the show, we are going to see the interest rates rising. I think those two will kind of go parallel with each other, you okay. know, as we get uh, a less demand for inventory. And I don't, I don't think we're going back to houses sitting on the market six months anytime soon. But, you know, now we can actually say to people, expect to sell your house in 30 days and sometimes it still might be two or three i mean the average the national average right now is eight but what we have to do is get these people out of this headset that this mindset that um they're still going to have 18 offers on their house they're still going to get 60 thousand over i think that is starting to you know even out a little bit and so it's getting a little less stressful for the buyers but it's still a fantastic time to be a seller
1: And it's a double-edged sword, too. As you mentioned, as the market moderates, that is a result of, part of it at least, interest rates going up, which is a disadvantage at that point to the buyer because they're going to have to pay more over time if they wait. I'm I'm thinking of the person who's going, oh, I'm going to sit and wait this out until things calm down. Yeah, no. That might not be the greatest strategy.
2: No, they're not going to have gained any ground because maybe, maybe, just maybe, they'll see a little bit of a uh, lower price in new construction. I I can't promise that. But definitely, they'll see a higher price in interest. So anything that they do see as a lower price in construction, it's going to negate it. I just wonder
1: about that as well, because if if you have an uptick in the demand for construction, uh, the general contractors needing to... Get the carpenters and everybody else. They're probably going to have to pay more to get them because there's right. such a shortage of the workers.
2: Well, okay. So check this out. Okay. I read a, I read another article that I thought was pretty interesting yesterday in the National Realtor in the Realtor magazine. Um, I kind of had to read it because I looked at the title. I'm like, what? It said sellers are taking their toilets and their appliances with them. <laughs> what? Okay, I've never had a seller take a toilet, I can honestly tell you, I've never had that happen, but yes, we are hearing more and more sellers say, well, I'm taking my washer and dryer because I don't want to wait a year to get this one again, or my Viking stove, I had a friend who ordered one, and she's been waiting six months and hasn't gotten it, so I'm taking this one to my next house, and it's hard conversation for me because I have to say, guys, it's not really normal for people to sell a house without the appliances, and it's. Especially when the buyer knows that it's going to be tough to get them, okay? So typically I can um, talk sense through people and, and they say, yeah, that does make sense. As much as I hate to leave it because Ugh. I won't be able to replace it quickly. But in this article, it's, I'll, I'll have to read this part. It says, sellers have become more greedy, Chase Lando, a salesperson for Sir Hant in Manhattan, told the New York Times, good inventory is so tight that they know they can control the show. He recently had to inform buyers of a 15.5 million dollar apartment that the sellers plan to take all of the kitchen cabinets cabinets with them. The kitchen cabinets. And if they weren't okay with it, then they weren't going to sell it to them. And they wanted the place. So guess what? They paid $15.5 million for an apartment without cabinets.
1: I don't know even know what to say to that. That is... Um... <laughs> I,
2: and, he, and he says, he goes, I have no idea. It's all very odd. But he said, this market is so bananas that you have to do what you can to keep the sellers happy. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. So
1: if the idea is that they wanted these cabinets for their next home they're going to have to build it to the specs of the cabinets
2: exactly or if they're renoing another apartment maybe they know that they can use some of them but not all of them <laughs> but they don't they don't want to wait they don't want to be the ones waiting and they maybe had them custom built i imagine 15.5 million. I, I don't know i cannot <laughs> wrap i can't wrap my head around that i've never had anybody ask me if they can take their kitchen cabinets off the wall thank and it, goodness and it's
1: and it's sold that way.
2: And it's sold that way. Mm-hmm. So these
1: people are going to have to wait. Well, all
2: right. It's crazy. That is. Yeah. And, yeah. So, so, so that that brings me to something. People often ask, like, what does stay? All right. So just some some quick little sure. real estate terminology is anything that's a fixture. And a fixture means attached to the wall, you know, like screwed on. Right. right. So if you've got all kinds of nice storage in your garage that you've paid big bucks for and now you've fastened it all to your walls with screws and you say oh i'm taking that with me well that's something that you need to take down patch those holes before you ever put it on the market because it really is a fixture and the buyer is going to expect for it to stay okay so or sometimes people say oh this dining room um chandelier this has been in my family for three generations okay well guess what the buyer (laughs) is going to take it down put something else up so anything that is meant to stay, and it, it now spells right out in the purchase agreement that this includes not just the blinds and the rods, but even the curtains, which was um, pretty new. I mean, that's been the last couple of years, and so people just assume, Well, they're my curtains, they match my bedspread, or they match my again. If you have some that you really are attached to, take them down, sell your house with no curtains, or put up some different curtains, especially if you have blinds anyway, you know, and the curtains more just the window dressing. Sure. Yeah, but those are things that buyers are going to expect to stay because it's spelled right out in the purchase agreement. Yeah. And and that apple tree that you planted, yeah, it stays. It's you know, things <laughs> that are planted in the ground, those are all fixtures. But negotiations do happen and if people say, Hey, the seller's really attached to the apple tree in the backyard, they'd really like to take it, is your buyer okay with it? And if there's four offers and only one buyer's okay with it and the offers are pretty much the same. Yeah. You know what? It might be what helps that buyer get that house, minus the apple tree.
1: It's good to know this right now. If that person is thinking about selling, because prepare for it. Go do an inventory of the things in your house and find the things that you really, really want and take care of it now.
2: Yeah, and that's why a lot of times I just go over, you know, as people will call me and say, can you just come over ahead of time and let's talk through this because we're going to sell, but maybe not until September. But if there's anything you think we need to do, and then I talk about, you know, are, are any of these things things that you're attached to? If so, take them down, replace them, or take them down, repair the holes. The thing that comes up almost every transaction is the TV is mounted to the wall, okay? The TV is your personal property, but that mount that is mounted to the wall wall has now become a fixture sure. so take the bar off of the back of your tv and put it on the mount on the wall and leave that for the next buyers because that's a fixture sure. if you don't plan on leaving that take that doggone thing down before you put the house on the market patch the holes paint it and then it's yours to keep
1: and now you're gonna to have to add kitchen cabinets to your little yeah. of things and <laughs> oh ball, my goodness look at you sideways when you do that
2: oh my gosh oh <laughs> okay. that's so crazy
1: we're gonna take another quick break and Return with Robin Gwaltney, Gualtney Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and
0: 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gualtney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM
1: Good morning and welcome back. And with Robin Gwaltney Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Robin um, obviously COVID in the news this yes. week especially we're seeing the Delta variant uh, spreading widely uh, across the country Ah. I know. We thought we were putting this past us and now we're
2: Talk, dealing with it. it
1: again. Is there any. Talk is there about anything, taking the
2: wind out of our sails. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. It, it, is there anything directly related to what's happening with the, the ongoing pandemic in the real estate world?
2: I'm going to be interested to see because, you know, for instance, I've mentioned many times that my son and my son in law both work out at IBM and they've both been working from home, you know. Yeah. for well over a year, and then recently found out that they're gonna be returning to their offices, going back to IBM uh, right after Labor Day. Uh-huh. Now now I wonder if that will change, or if that will stay the same. But I found it really interesting, um, I found an article this week that say, rents are surging, and vacancies are falling. And I'm like, what? wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and so it talked about how, now that people have to return back to their office, they have to go back to their apartments. And I, I didn't understand that until I got thinking about it. Oh, yeah. The kids have mentioned that a lot of their friends, since they're working remotely, gave up their apartments and moved back to Iowa to mom and dad's or um, are staying at their parents' cabin on the lake so that when they're not working, they're at the lake or, or whatever, you well, know? Why so they. You, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but if they have to go back to the office, then they're going to have to go back into their apartments or, you know. Maybe they'll even be buying houses now that the interest rate is so good. Who knows? But bottom line is that's actually been a benefit. Now, if things change and um, people push those come back to the office dates out even further, then maybe that will be short-lived. I don't right. know.
1: Yeah, I have heard some companies like Wells Fargo and a few others have postponed that by a matter of months. Although I did talk to somebody who is embarking on an adventure that they're going to travel the country In an RV.
2: Oh, that's what I would love to do. Wouldn't that be fun?
1: And they're going to work. Yeah. They have a couple more years left working and their employer gave them permission and they have the RV all set up with a Wi-Fi system.
2: Yep. <laughs> what? I, I actually I actually want to do the same thing. I actually went and looked at an R V and I said to Scott, My mom and Dad it's gonna sound a little morbid and I don't mean it that way, but they're they're eighty four and eighty six and I told them, I said, Let's go on your farewell tour and let's travel the country and say goodbye to all the people that are still alive in your lives, all your wow. nieces and nephews and people that you know and I can work from the R V and I've got a team here that could show houses, you know, while I'm gone and that kind Kind of thing, but my dad's not a hundred percent in. He's like, I think we're too old for that. And I'm like, but dad, it's an RV. When you're tired, you can lay down and take a nap. You know, I thought it would be just really fun. So I haven't ruled that out yet. I'm still trying. <laughs> I'm still trying to talk him out of it. And you know, not for a couple of years, but maybe for a couple of months. I think it would be a really fun thing That'd to
1: be do. A, a, quite the adventure, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, and I could do the radio show from the road. How fun would that be? <laughs> I could tell you where I am each week. <laughs> I'm going cool. through
1: a tunnel. Wait, Rob.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, some of the other changes that we've seen, you know, other than people, um, you know, we are back to showing houses in person and hopefully it'll stay that way. Cause I'll tell you what, it's a whole lot easier, but One thing that did happen during COVID is a lot of the closing companies started to offer remote closing. I mean, closing a home transaction online, which is just, it was unfathomable before COVID. I mean, never would have ever thought that could ever happen.
1: How does that work?
2: I mean, literally, it's online. It's all electronic signing. So, So, but do you have
1: like a Zoom meeting?
2: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so they're with the closer, you know, buys via Zoom, and then they're just telling them, okay, they go through it all, and then sign, sign, click and sign, click and sign. And it's convenient for busy people. So I don't really, I don't necessarily see that going away.
1: No, I don't either. And actually, I think I'd be comfortable with it as long as I had that Zoom component where I that gives me that assurance that this really is the person I'm dealing with right now not some
2: right, crooked right.
1: russian agent someplace
2: exactly and you know and in, in all of our lives in general we've all become so familiar with those zoom meetings that yeah. sometimes it's just easier i'm on a committee planning the gala for the jeremiah project and the com- some of the committee members the co-chairs my, me and kathleen are the co-chairs and then some of the people had a meeting and it's like when does it work for all of you and it's like let's just do zoom it doesn't right. matter where we are we can just quick break away for a 30 minute meeting you know so it's just convenient and i i'm that's one really good thing that's come out of um out of covid but i do like that it's we oh, we can use it as an option and not as a necessity and i hope that it stays that way and doesn't right. go back to that's the only way we can see each other's faces
1: you and i like about the the business meeting part of it is they're what? shorter
2: they are i agree you just get to the point you take care of the the agenda items and you get through it it's very efficient i agree with you 100 yeah. percent, andy
1: all right um we're zipping through our time really fast here. Do you do you, do you have any new listings, Robin?
2: Um, I do have one that I want to talk about oh, okay. because it's a, it's a great little house, and the price is so good that a lot of listeners out there can afford this and are pre-approved and ready to go. So this little house is at 721 11th Street Northwest, and it just came on the market, and it uh, nine nine. It has four beds, two baths, and a two-car garage.
1: Wow, that's a nice size then.
2: And it has nice, newer siding. It's just a cute little house, so it's a nice little ranch style built in 1949. And, um, yeah, I don't expect it to last long, but if you or anybody you know is pre-approved and ready to go in that price range, if you're working with an agent, make sure your agent uh, gets you in it. If you're not, call us, and we'd love to get you in it. All right.
1: It sounds like uh, that one will probably be very, very busy and attractive, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I think
1: so. Okay, so if you want to be on that list or you want to talk to Robin about selling your home or buying a different home, whatever it might be, how do they get a hold of Robin Gwaltney at the Gwaltney Group Remax Results?
2: Yeah, and can I just quickly add anything that I can do to help you regarding real estate? Just questions being answered, anything. I never think it's a bother. I always have my cell phone. Feel free to call me anytime, and that number is 507-259-4926.
1: Just don't ask to keep the kitchen cabinets.
2: Please. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All
1: right. Well, Robin, you have a great rest of the weekend and next week, and uh, we'll chat
2: again. Sounds great. Thanks, Andy.
1: Thanks, Robin. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results, right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.